Oh, Lord Jesus, uh, thank you. Thank you that your love is so infinite and matchless. Uh, It still uh, takes my breath away to know that there's nothing I can do to make you love me more and nothing I can do to make you love me less. Uh, You know, you love me for who we are right now in this moment and who we are yet to become through Christ uh, revealing himself through us. Uh, Lord God, so thank you for that. Thank you for the message today that you've given Pastor Buddy to share, the powerful truth. Uh, Lord God, I pray that we have ears to hear and a heart that is receptive to your word, that it grows bountifully within us. Uh, Lord, that we don't just listen, that we become doers of your word, that we apply these truths to our lives, uh, Lord, so that we become more and more uh, like Christ, more and more in the image of him, and we become uh, lights in this dark world. Uh, Lord God, equip and anoint him to bring us the message today from you to each one of us in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, today I want to jump in with what the Lord gave me called the powerful truth. And we're going to be talking about three keys, and we know there's a whole lot of keys, right? But the Lord just gave me these this, this early this week uh, as I rolled over and I was praying. The Lord said, I, I want to share something with you. And I said, man, I'm ready. I am ready. I grabbed my phone and start just writing down what he was giving me, and I'm going to share that with you today. So I want to jump in, and you got your handouts with you. It's going to be some, as we say, it's a teaching and a preaching. I believe there's things in here that we can uh, glean from and, and, and use all week and uh, use all our life. But the three things I want to talk about today is God's love, God's forgiveness, and God's peace. Everybody all right with that, right? That, no, no, no. Everybody all right with that, right? Yes. God's love. Not, no, I'm, I just got to get back in the football zone. Me and Jesse and Thomas went, yes. I said, are you ready? Right? Are you ready? We can some of those flags are run back and forth, man. Get pumped up. And, you know, really, we ought to have the same attitude. No, we ought to have a better attitude, right? We'll get crazy, man, out there and jumping around. Man, we get in here with Jesus. Everybody sit down like this, you know? Now, I don't mean, I don't want y'all swinging on the, on the lanterns up there or anything else, but we'll be all right. But I want you guys to know that we can, we can be ourselves here and we can come and worship God freely because of what Jesus Christ has done for us. So we're going to be looking at those three keys, God's love, God's forgiveness, and God's peace. And, you know, I'm not going to share anything that probably you don't know already. You say, well, why not? Because we need a reminder every now and then, right? God's good in the reminding business. He's so gentle and so gracious. And so I want to go back and just cut through a few things that he's just been sharing with me this week. And, uh, you know, regardless, we need the leading of the Holy Spirit in our lives so that we can live the powerful truth of God's blessing. Amen. So if you got your Bibles with you today, we're going to be launching out from Psalm 25, 5. And it says, lead me in your truth and teach me for you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all day long. And see, we look at this, and and even when we know that God is our salvation, we still need his leading and wisdom to direct our lives. Did y'all catch that? Even when we know God, right? When we have a personal relationship with the Lord, we need to be spending time and being tuned to what God's showing us and teaching us through his word and through prayer and through other means. You know, a lot of times God will put somebody in your life to speak a, a word of truth into your life. I will tell you this, always, always, always line it up with the word of God. Okay? If it lines up with the word of God, then you get a check in your spirit where you move on from there. So what I want to do is just share a little bit here. Um, the first thing we got is going to be talking about love. And I found this really cool illustration. So I'm going to go ahead and click this on. I'm going to get Tim to bring it up. And I want you guys to just kind of take this in and see if this ever happened to you before. Here we go. Hey, babe. I'm going to get the girls. All right, love you. So I love you. 
You ever do that? You ever tell someone that you love them and you make sure that they say it back? I don't know what it is. I guess sometimes we just need to know where we stand with people. But hasn't it always been that way? I mean, think about it. When we were children, there was a 100% guaranteed liable method that we used to find out whether or not someone liked us. I mean, it stood the test of time for centuries, and every kid on the planet knew it. You know what I'm talking about, the check the box note. <laughs> and if you were smart, you would have your best friend to act as courier, and then sit there in your seat and wait nervously for the response. Now, I have a confession to make. Most children grow up, they check the box phase by middle school. But me, I gave my last check the box yes or no note when I was 27 years old. Now, before you judge me, just listen to my story. It was a Sunday morning, and there I was at church. While everyone else was singing, all I could do was think about the beautiful lady who was just sitting three seats down from me. I had known her for a few months, and we had talked just how you doing and what's up, that kind of stuff. But I wanted more, and I just had to know if she felt the same way. So while everyone else was listening to the pastor, I sat there strategizing the best way to find out how she felt. And then it hit me. So I grabbed an offering envelope and one of those pencils that are only used in church and golf carts, and I wrote her the note. I folded the envelope and passed it. I was a nervous wreck. Never in the history of note passing had it taken so long for three people to deliver a note. Stephanie opened it. She grinned and grabbed her pencil. And by the time I got her message back, my anxiety had taken a nosedive and a clinical illness. And now, the moment of truth.
So we just need to look to His Word and know your love. And I had a couple of things in my hand that I wanted to share. I said, the power of love can move mountains of doubt and force fear uh, out of our lives and set the stage for forgiveness and peace. See, a lot of times we're afraid. We don't know how people are going to respond. We don't know what God's going to think. What's God's going to, what is God going to say? But I'm going to tell you, he says, I love you. Amen. I want you to hear that. Now, let's go ahead. And if you guys got your sheets, go ahead. Got some good things to write down and remind you throughout the week and throughout the months that God's for you. Right. Well, first point I want to bring up is that God's love is the greatest power ever known. You ever thought about that? I mean, we think about nuclear stuff. We think about all types of stuff. God's power is the greatest power ever known, if you really thought about it. And I wrote it this way. I said, God's love changes things, but listen close here. But God's love never changes. Do you hear what I'm saying? God's love changes things, but it never changes. And I think that's, that's a good thing. You know, it's not hot and cold. Even with our, our, our friends and our family, you know, deep down we still love on stuff. But sometimes it's hard to just display that all the time, isn't it? Right? Every now and then, does that only happen at my house? I know it, I know it happens everywhere, right? But the truth is, we still love them, right? And so sometimes we just got to lean on the love supply a little bit more. We got to lean on the grace supply a little bit more. Well, what else happens here? We know that God's love brings life. We see it through Jesus Christ. It's all about the love of God that brings life and salvation. That's the good news. That's the good news of Jesus Christ, that he loved you. He loved you so much that he gave his only life, right? He gave it, God gave his only begotten son. Well, let's jump on down here. What else does love do? It restores. And it makes all things new. It's factory fresh, amen? You know, at Christmas when you get something, you don't, you don't want something like, oh, well, hey, you know what? Here's a hand-me-down. Oh, here's something we just buffed out the, you know, the paint on a little bit. Here you go. Something new, something refreshed. And that's what he's done for us. And I want you to hear this today. God is not in the touch-up business. He's in the renewing business. He's in the restoring business, amen, making all things new. And this is an important truth. Don't think that God's out just patching things up in your life. He's not in the patch-up business, right? Don't think that he's in the patch-up business, but know he is in the making the all things new business. And when you think about restore, I actually looked this up. It says it means not limited by condition. Absolute. Absolute. It's not limited on how you feel, what you think, what you've done. Come on. Amen. Come on. That's good. What you have or what you have not. And, and, and also he says it this way. I love this verse. You guys know this. And I'm going to share it with you. First Corinthians 13, starting verse four, it says love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. And I love this. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. And he, and he tags it with this. Love never fails. And that's what I'm talking about. See, the love of God is a lot different than the love of the world. Oh, I just love that. I just love that. And then when the shine starts to go on it, I don't like that anymore. You know? Or, or well, you know, I, I, I used that when I thought I loved that. No, God says, I know. And we can know that God loves us, amen? And that, that's the love that we see right here that's unconditional. Unconditional love. And I look at it this way. I, I like to say it this way. Love sees the best when we're at our worst. Love sees the best when we're at our worst. No conditions, just love. You ever need that type of love in your life? Every day, amen. Yeah, Monday's coming, baby. Yeah, every day, right? You know, we got to get back in the groove. We got to make that living. We got to do this. You know, all these things are coming on. 
And man, the pressure starts coming on. But you know what? If we're walking out of that unconditional love, it changes everything. I like to say this. I said, that's what I call seeing what you can be, not what you can't anymore. Right? Me and Thomas talked about that right there. God sees everything you can be. Everything you can be. And he loves you so much he refuses to leave you there. But if you if you want to you want to sit on God, he's a gentleman, you know? He's not going to come and, 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 like I said, put you in a chicken wing for Jesus. But you know what? He's going to constantly woo you to himself because you are worth it. See, this is this would be an uplifting message this week today. Um, that powerful truth of God's love. Well, guess what? When we, we see that, the next thing I want you to take a look at is how we start to look at this here. It chooses forgiveness over failure. It just chooses forgiveness over failure. And that doesn't mean... Uh, anything goes. But it means God sees the best in the situation, like we said. And that's something that we, we really need to get in our hearts. Because, you know, I think any of us can miss the mark just a little bit, right? Any of us can say, man, you know, that probably wasn't the best choice. You know, I probably should have handled things different. You know, I, I need to forgive. I need to forget. I need to do these things. But you know what? We just can't do that on our own a lot of times. That's why, as a believer, we need to lean on the Lord. Holy Spirit is in us, guiding us, empowering us. To be all we can be in Jesus. Amen. Well, love also produces forgiveness. All right. Let's take a look at this. There is freedom in forgiveness. And I believe we can preach on forgiveness every Sunday. But I'm just going to bring it back to our uh, memory bank a little bit here. I said, you know, if we receive forgiveness, this is what I want you to get out of this statement. Let the Lord lift the guilt as well. You ever see that? Well, I know I'm forgiven, but... You know, you know, you, you deal with somebody and you share something with them. They go, yeah, but I still feel this weight. He took it all. So if you're forgiven, let him have the guilt as well. And don't come back and pick it up at the cross. And we do that over and over and over. That doesn't mean we just run around. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, this. Uh, you know what? When somebody's truly uh, sorry, somebody's truly repentant, that, that forgiveness should be the next thing that's coming. But God says you're forgiven. Man, all our transgressions. Let's take a look at this. Psalm 32, 5 says, Then I acknowledged my sin to you and did not cover up my iniquities. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord. Look at what it says down here. And you forgave the guilt of my sin. Now I gave the, the team a little fair warning. I said, you know, it's been, a, it's been a big week. I think I say that every week. How many people live a big week every week? Well, that's why we're here. You know, God, God doesn't just give us a, a sideline seat to life. He says, get in it, man. Get in it. And so uh, I'm going to share a little bit about uh, what I walked through this week and talk to a few folks. And then I'm going to share a story that, that, uh, that somebody shared with me several years ago. But first things first. This week I talked to one of my buddies and, of course, another funeral this week. My goodness, man. Seems like there's something always going on. But, you know, through that, we can still have a celebration. Amen. And that's what we did. Well, I talked to one of my friends, and I've known this guy for a long time. And I, I noticed when I was talking, when I went and rode up on my motorcycle, boom, hey, man, what's going on? He said, man, I like that bike. I said, yeah, you're right. He said, oh, no, no, no more. Not no more. And he told me a story when he was about 23 years old. And I don't know, most of you guys, you know where the bowling alley that we're going to be about a couple of blocks from there, right there where Jack's family restaurant was. He came down the road on his motorcycle when he was about 23 years old, and that's been many moons ago. And somebody cut him off. 
There was a hi-fi gas station there and he lost control of his motorcycle and slid. And when he slid, he slid into those little pylons up there and it hit his shoulder, crushed everything in here. Head swelled up, everything else. His brother was telling the story as well. He was telling, he was filling in the pieces of what he couldn't remember. I said, wow. Thinking about calling a cab on the way home after this story, you know. And he was just sharing that. And, and this is the story. He said, man, he said, I was feeling sorry for myself. He said, I was just feeling sorry for myself. He said, they rolled me down, I think it was Hampton General. And he said, they set me in there and they were trying to rehabilitate me. And he said, I saw a black man that was whiter than me because he had been burnt. He said, I saw a young lady that had been beat so bad, I didn't even know she was a woman. Because she had something happen. He said, I saw another young guy that fell off scaffolding and it jammed his leg so far up into his body, I don't know if he'll ever walk again. And he said, boy, you've been blessed. Now let's get going. And he started working towards that. But see, there was more going on than just the physical, and that was a lie. He said, do you want to know something? He said, I was the first person in the United States to be under uh, anesthetic for this long. Nineteen and a half hours. They had never done that before in the United States, he said. The people that put his face and jaw and everything back together are the people now that do the Operation Smile. So you never know what somebody's story is. I had no idea. I'm just sitting there going, what? And he was sharing this and he was going on and going on. And he said about 20 years later, he said, I was working a job. And he said, I saw the guy that run me off the road. Here's the story. And he went up to that guy. And he said, hey, man, you got a, I don't know, late model van. This car used to drive that back in the day. He goes, yeah, man, I sure did. He said, how'd you know that? And he said, because you left me for dead on the road. Well, I was clear to that now. I was not beep, 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 all this stuff. And you know what my friend said? This blew me away. He said, I grabbed his hand and I asked him a question. Ready for this? He said, do you know what I'd do if you just come clean about this and tell me that you did that? The man said, you'd probably kill me. He said, no, I'll pray for you and I forgive you. I've already done it. You need to forgive yourself. What? What? And he was, he was dead serious. He, didn't, he wasn't trying to make anything out of anything. I said, Wow. I said, that's awesome. That's amazing. And he said, you know what? He still, he still wouldn't face the facts. He said, but I, I just released him. I said, that's amazing. He said, I knew I had enough hurdles in my life to come over without dealing with unforgiveness. He said, Lord, show me that early on in that. Isn't that amazing? Give the Lord a hand clap for that. I'm going to tell you what. That is a powerful, powerful, powerful truth. And I thought about that. And I thought, man, you know. What a deal. And now I'm going to tell you one that's a little bit tougher to tell you. I don't think I've ever even shared this with my family. You know, being a pastor, you talk to a lot of people at a lot of different times and they'll tell you things that maybe you don't even want to know. Several years ago, and y'all don't know who they are, and I'm not going to say who they are, I will never do that anyway. But I'm going to tell you because I believe there's something in this story that will, will help us in the forgiveness department. I had a guy that I know, I knew him. Pretty good friend. I mean, I see him from time to time and all this. And I heard he wasn't doing good. And, and I was just led to go visit him. And I went to go visit him and he was not doing well. And you know my first thing. I always want to make sure that they know the Lord. I want to make sure that they know the Lord. And I began to talk to this man and we just sat there for a while. And you get all the chitty chat stuff out of the way. 
And I said, hey, bro, I've got to ask you something. I said, you know why I'm here, right? Because he knows me. I said, are you right with the Lord? And that man looked at me and he goes, if you'd asked me probably a month ago, I probably couldn't give you this answer. He said, yeah. I said, that's wonderful. I think, great. I'm going to give him a handshake and a hug and I'm heading home. This is good. He says, but it took me a long time to understand that. I said, what do you mean? Hold on to your hat. I'm sitting there and he goes, I killed a man years ago. I'm going, what? And he said, it haunted me night after night, year after year, day after day. He said, I tried everything to try to end that pain. I tried everything to throw stuff at that. He said, man, I'm telling you, the same dream over and over. I see the whole thing going down, but I see it happening over and over all for years of my life. Until a few weeks ago. He said, I knew that my time was getting short. And he said, I know my time's getting short. And he said, one night, and he pointed down the hallway in his house. He said, right there. He said, God showed up to me. He said, I knew who it was. I wasn't dreaming. I had been going out of this, this thing. He said, I, I got up and I'm going, man, not again, not again, not again, not this dream again. Years, years. And he said, the Lord approached him. He said, I know it was the Lord. He said, I couldn't see everything. He said, and he said I just fell at his feet. He said, Lord. If I could undo it, I'd undo it. Lord, I didn't want it to go down like that. I'm so sorry. Forgive me. And he said, the Lord picked him up and said, you forgive him. Let me tell you the look on that man's face from when he told me about what he had dealt with all those years to the time when he said, the Lord lift me up and forgive me. I mean, he looked straight through me. He says, now I know that the Lord is a loving God. And I appreciate you coming by to check on me. He said, but I'm okay. I don't think it was probably, probably within a, a month he passed away. All those years, he lived under that condemnation, under that fear. He said, I don't even want to go to sleep. I don't even want to deal with that. In one instant, in one meeting with the Lord, the Lord healed him of that. That's the power of God. That's the power of, of God. And let me tell you, his whole demeanor changed when he shared that with me. Because he didn't, well, I hope so. He didn't, well, well I know what it says, but. He says, I know that the Lord has forgiven me because he told me, he showed me, and I've been cleansed. Wow. You mean God can do that? Absolutely. You know, so here I look at this. I said, he said, but the Lord forgave me. He gave me peace that I never had until now. I wished it never happened. I can't change it, but I've been forgiven and I have peace with God. Why did I wait so long? I've never had another dream since. You know, I, I look at this and I said, wow, 
Why do we wait to the end of our life to receive God's grace and forgiveness? Why do we wait? Because it's available today. Right here. Don't give unforgiveness power over your life. Now, I don't know what's happened in your life. And I'm going to tell you, that was years ago. And I never forget that. But you know what? God didn't forget either. And when he called out for the Lord, the Lord showed up and said, you know what? I paid the price. And immediately, you know what he starts saying? He says, I just pray that that man knew the Lord. I said, me too. You know, we can't undo a lot of things, but we can move forward in love, grace, and forgiveness. Don't let it bind you. Amen. Forgive yourself and others too. Let's keep this thing going. Because when we do, we start experiencing the priceless peace of God. You know, no doubt my buddy had tried everything. I mean everything to, to, to cure that sleepless nights and dull the pain and the guilt. But I'm going to tell you what, nothing changed until he gave it to the Lord. Bible says in this verse here, Isaiah 26, 3, it says, You will keep me in perfect peace, those whose minds are steadfast, because they trust in you. We need to get our mind wrapped around what God's done for us. We need to get our mind wrapped around that God is, is all that he says he is. And see, a lot of times when we, we go, I don't know if God will do this or this and this and this. Read his word. He's already checked yes on the box. Amen. Just come to him and let that peace that passes all understanding come. And hold us close. First Timothy 2.5 says this. For there is only one God. And one mediator. Who can reconcile God and humanity. The man Christ Jesus. I couldn't do nothing for him. I could tell him about God's grace. right? I could tell him about God's love. I could tell him about God's forgiveness. And many times that's what somebody needs. Just to hear it from another person. right? Just say hey look this is what God says. But ultimately. God and humanity, the one man, Jesus Christ, is the one who reconciles us. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the one that brings peace. Many times when we're so focused, I want you to write this down here if you can. Many times we're so focused on the offense, we miss the one who stands in our defense. You ever heard of that? I'm telling you now. Now, yesterday I'm going to pull this back into some real-time stuff. We went to the ODU game, and we love to go there. And I love people, in case y'all didn't understand that. I love to talk to anybody about anything, and usually it's going to be about Jesus before it's all over with. And we sat up in the stands, and we're hanging out. And I sat with a man beside me. His name was Ken. Never met him before in my life. 73 years old. I can tell you anything you want to know about. Ain't that something? And we just had a great time. And Jesse met another fellow over here and they were talking and we were watching the game. He told me that he, how, about how he sold his furniture and how he did this. He told me about his wife passing away. He told me about when he was in the military. He told me about all these things. And meanwhile, while we were telling me this, he said, he's going to go left right there. And then, boom, he's got to break left. <laughs> we had some great seats. He said, that guy right there, he's watch, 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 watch. He's going to go. I go, man, I'm like, I'm, I don't even have to watch the game. I'm just listening, peeping like this. But he was taking some time. See, a lot of times we, we don't want to just take, we want to live in our own little space. But through that, I got to share, you know, well, what are you doing in your life? I said, man, I'm just holding on to what God's got going. He said, son, that's great. That's great. And he told me about some things. And, and, and you know, everybody's got a story, don't they? Everybody's got a story. He had lost his wife two years ago. He had lost an older daughter who committed suicide. And it's down to him and his one daughter. That's all he's got. That's all he's got. He said, she couldn't come today because she had to work. But I'm sure glad you're sitting here. I said, me too. I really enjoyed that. We talked the whole time. And he said, well, what does that have to do with that? You know, sometimes you might bring a little peace to somebody's life. 
Sometimes you might just be able to speak into their life just a little bit of hope. Sometimes you might be the one that God sets you on a hard bleacher to encourage somebody just a little bit. But see, I thought, man, I just want to be a blessing to this guy. But guess what? As usual, I was blessed in the process. That's the peace of God working through his people and through, through all our situations. I come back down here and I, I, I think about this. I said, you know, only Jesus can reconcile us to God, just like we said, because he's the prince of peace. He's our mediator. He's the risen savior who takes away the sins of the world. And, and you know, sometimes I want to let you know that uh, I just want to pull this together as a refresher. This is a real short, sweet, powerful message to the point, right? We can't miss it. We're going right down the pipe with God's truth, right? I'm going to tell you what, you know how the Lord gave me this message? About Monday, I rolled over and the Lord said, I'm going to give you three powerful truths in my word. Like I said earlier. Boom, boom, boom. And then we just start filling in the blanks. So this is the shortcut version of it. God's love never fails. Amen. I want you all to read that. Next, what we got? His forgiveness is freeing. And what else? His peace is priceless. If you don't take anything else away today, if you can get that in your heart, I'm going to tell you, you're going to be blessed. Because when we know the Lord as our Lord and Savior, he says, you know what? His love never fails. His forgiveness is freeing. And his peace is priceless. And that's what I want you to see here. You say, well, that's, that's real nice, but that's good. Well, you know what? I'm going to give you this piece right here. Let the power of his, of his truth break the chains of the enemy's lies. Because while you're sitting here and everybody's here and we're all on the same sheet, we'll believe that. But when we get out and your boat starts getting water in it, and the waves start rocking that thing, will you still believe it? I pray you do. Will you still think about this? Will you still apply those truths to your life? Because it didn't change. Even if the climate changes, if the situation changes, God doesn't change. But his love will bring change on our behalf. Amen. Well, I'm going to tell you how much change it brings. Y'all ready? I'm going to read this to you. As you guys know, I love the book of Romans and Romans chapter 8. And I read this often because guess what? I need to hear it. And I want to share it with you. All right. And it says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. What does that mean? You're not condemned because Jesus Christ paid the price for you and me, right? And it goes on to say, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit, law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. We've been set free. For what the law was powerless to do because it was weakened by the flesh, God did by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh to be a sin offering. We couldn't do it. He sent Jesus to do it. He did it willingly. They didn't take his life. He laid it down because me and you were worth it. Amen. Come on down here. And so he condemned sin in the flesh. Why? In order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the flesh, but according to the spirit of the Lord. That's a powerful, powerful truth. If you wanted to share that with somebody, the gospel message in a nutshell, that's it. That's where you want to take him. You say, hey man, let me just tell you what's going on. It is finished with Jesus Christ. It is finished. That's what I want you to hear today. So what's stopping us from believing and receiving that today? Now you say, well, buddy, you know, we come here and, and, and you know what? I pray that each and every one of you here have called on the name of the Lord. And first and foremost, I want to make sure that you have a personal relationship with the Lord. How do I do that? By calling on the name of the Lord and say, Lord, you know what? My sin and my life has separated me from you. And he says, just what we just read. 
Therefore, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. My question is, are you in Christ Jesus? How do I get in Christ Jesus? By believing the Word of God. By receiving the full benefits of what Jesus Christ has done on that cross. And see, today, we can come out knowing that God's love never fails. Knowing that, that His forgiveness is free. And knowing that His peace is priceless. Now, just because His peace is priceless doesn't mean it didn't cost anything. Amen? It cost God His very best. Why would God give His very best? Because you're worth it. And that's the only thing that's going to bring us back into that relationship. is Jesus Christ, death, burial, and resurrection. Now we're coming into, uh, you know, November. We're getting ramped up. And I see a lot of people talk about things they're thankful for. I'll tell you what. It ought to start right there at that cross that we're thankful And everything else will bloom out of that. I know you're thankful for your family. I know you're thankful for your job. I know you're thankful for your health. Thank for all these things. But I'm going to tell you, if it was not for what Jesus Christ has done for each of us, we wouldn't have that. So let's bring it back to keeping the main thing the main thing, as my buddy loves to say. It's all about Jesus. Father, I thank you for today, just for the, a reminding message of your grace, your peace, your love. And Father, I pray today that, that we see the powerful truth in what you've done and, and who you are. Lord, through the stories of people that lived life that, that just wasn't what they signed up for, Lord. And you worked in that and you walked through that. That, Lord, that you have, have made a way. When I see things, Lord, where you, you brought forgiveness into the hearts that, that were so hard. And, and, Lord, help us to understand that, you know what? Maybe somebody else might not forgive us. We just do our part. And you know what? Let, let them get with you and you work that out. But today, I pray each one here understands that their sins have been forgiven through the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray that they call on the name of Jesus today. Also pray, Lord, if they've done that, Lord, that today they understand that you know what? It's a new day. You don't do patchwork. You do good work. You do God work. And Father, you've done everything we need on that cross. For it is finished, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. All right. Well, it's always good to have a reminder of how good